welcome to Hidbal's Eyes podcast, Bulldoze. We help students realize their career dreams. Thank you for tuning in and making your choice to succeed in your careers. Hello and welcome to Hitbull's Eyes podcast in which we are trying to keep you ahead of competition by sharing current affairs, tips for various exams and interviews with eminent speakers. Make sure you follow the podcast and share this episode with your friends who are preparing for any competitive exam. I am Manish and in this episode I will be discussing with you the topic of the week that is one year of the Russia Ukraine war. So let's take a look at this topic. On 24th of February 2022 Russia invaded and occupied various parts of Ukraine in a major escalation of the Russo-Ukrainian war which actually began in 2014. In 2014 Russia had attacked and occupied Crimean region of Ukraine. The 2022 invasion has resulted in tens of thousands of deaths on both the sides. and has instigated Europe's largest refugee crisis since the Second World War. About 8 million Ukrainians have been displaced within their country and more than 8.1 million have fled the country by March 2023. A year after the start of this conflict, there are still signs of escalation everywhere. Calculations on both sides said that this would be a short swift war have proved to be wrong the anniversary of the war comes in the backdrop of russia's withdrawal from the new start treaty however that is a different matter that will be discussed in a separate podcast now let us talk about the current status of the russo ukrainian war the west has recently announced the supply of more advanced weapons to ukraine deepening its involvement in the conflict In response, Russian President Vladimir Putin has already reinforced Russian positions along the 1000 kilometers long front line in Ukraine. The risks of a direct confrontation between Russia and the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, that is NATO, which are both nuclear powers, is also on the rise as the war is extended further. Russia wanted to install a Moscow-friendly regime. and to take the whole of Ukraine's east and south stretching from Kharkiv in the northeast through the Donbas in the east which comprises Luhansk and the Donetsk regions to Odessa the Black Sea port city in the southwest turning the country into a landlocked rump Russia although has failed to meet any of these objectives nevertheless Russia has taken substantial portions of Ukrainian territories including Mariupol. Russia's territorial gains in Ukraine peaked in March 2022 when it controlled some 22% of the pre-2014 Ukraine. Ukraine recaptured some land in Kharkiv and Kherson, but still Russia controls about 17% of Ukraine. Focused in fighting has been going on in some flashpoints along the front line including Bakhmut, Donetsk, and Zaporizhia. If we talk about the West's response, their approach has been to punish Russian economy through sanctions and thereby weaken its war machine. And also, the West has been arming Ukraine to counter the Russian offensive. 
The US is Ukraine's biggest aid provider. It has pledged military and financial assistance worth over 70 billion US dollars. The European Union too has pledged 37 billion dollars and among the EU countries the UK and Germany top the list. If we evaluate the western response, the approach of arming Ukraine has been effective in at least halting the Russian advances. Hurting Russia economically has been a double-edged sword. Sanctions on Russia, one of the top global producers of oil and gas, has hit the economy really hard, worsening an inflationary crisis across the West, particularly in Europe. Russia has also taken a hit, but it has found alternative markets for its energy exports in Asia, redrawing the global energy export landscape. In 2022, despite sanctions, Russia raised its oil output by 2% and boosted oil export earnings by 20%. The Russian economy was estimated to have contracted by 2% in 2023, but according to the International Monetary Fund, it is expected to grow 0.3% in 2023 and 2.1% in 2024. In comparison, Germany which is the Europe's largest economy is expected to grow just 0.1% in 2023 while UK Ukraine's second biggest backer is projected to contract by 0.6% and that shows that Russia has been taking this war economically well whereas the Europe is not is there a possibility for a negotiated settlement if we may ask Both the sides had exchanged several drafts about a potential peace plan in March 2022. But the US and UK staunchly opposed Ukraine reaching any agreement with Russia. Therefore, the talks collapsed in March. In July 2022, Turkey brokered a deal on taking out Russian and Ukrainian food grains through the Black Sea, known as Black Sea Food Grain Initiative. Also, the warring parties had reached some prisoner exchange agreements but barring these talks between the two sides are non-existent russia despite the slow progress of its special military operation remains adamant on the other hand mr volodymyr zelensky the president of ukraine recently stated that he would not reach any agreement with russia making territorial compromises there is absolutely no push from the west for talks Recently China has stepped in with its own peace, peace initiative which is not in the public domain yet for any peace plan to succeed a few key issues are to be addressed that includes Ukraine's territorial concerns and Russia's security concerns both Washington and Moscow should reach some kind of understanding as Ukraine given its dependence on the west would require clearance from the west for any final settlement however In context of Russian withdrawal from the New START treaty, possibility of such settlement in the near future looks bleak. If we talk about the impact of this war on global geopolitics, it has resulted in increased focus on security and defense. The war has re-energized Europe's security alliance, NATO. And NATO has opened its door to the proposed inclusion of Sweden and Finland. that will form the new military frontiers of the alliance against russia
Another impact of the war has been trust deficit. The trust deficit between Russia and the West is at an all-time high. The US-led alliance is pouring weapons into Ukraine. The US president seems reluctant to accept all of Ukraine's demands, including for combat aircraft, including F-16s, perhaps mindful of the risk of widening the war. Another factor at work in this war is the China factor. Moscow has formalized its friendship with China in 2022 as limitless. But China also does not want to jeopardize its Europe ties. China has not contributed with weapons to Russia and also expressed its reservation against a nuclear war. However, the US and Europe remain concerned about Chinese arms supplies to Russia. If we talk about India's stand on the Russo-Ukrainian war, this war has been an opportunity to practice strategic autonomy for India. Adopting a neutrality, India has maintained its relationship with Moscow while iterating support to global peace. India worked around Western sanctions to buy oil from Russia. As much as 25% of India's oil purchase is now from Russia, from less than 2% before the war. Recently, India abstained on a United Nations General Assembly resolution on first anniversary of the war, asking Russia to withdraw from its territory as the resolution had limitations in reaching the lasting goal of securing lasting peace. In fact, India has abstained on all the three votes so far on the Ukraine crisis at the UN General Assembly since Russian invasion. But the longer the war continues, the more pressure on India from the Western alliance to choose the right side. India has expressed the hope that it can use its G20 presidency in 2023 to bring peace. What could be the way forward to the Russo-Ukrainian war? First of all, there is an urgent need for the parties of the war to return to a negotiation table as the escalation of hostilities and violence is in no one's interest. The international principles and jurisprudence make it clear that parties to a conflict should ensure that civilians and civilian infrastructure are not targeted and the global order is based on international law, the United Nations Charter and the respect for territorial integrity and sovereignty of all the states. These principles must be upheld without any exception. As Prime Minister Narendra Modi said, this is not the era of war. And now that we have completed one year of the Uso-Ukrainian war, it's the right time for this negotiation to take place and the right time to conclude this never-ending war. That is all for this podcast. If you liked it, please give it five stars and also share it with your friends so that they can also benefit from the same. Thank you and take care.